Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 282. I'm Brando. I'm here with Rinder. We're going to continue the arc of awesome by talking about an... What are we talking about? Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 282. I'm Brando. I'm here with Rinder. We're going to continue the arc of awesome by talking about a part chanterous deck. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? Whole ton is going down. We're getting close to that time of year, the most wonderful time of the year, if you will, and I think we both will. We will. We have some stories to tell, some people to thank, a great deck to talk about. But before we get to any of that, we have to thank our official business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com, your source for all your gaming needs. Oh, very much so. I'm I'm actually super pumped. I'm going. I'm checking. It's so freaking cold out. I gotta, I gotta stop and check my mailbox before I go home. Uh-huh. Got, a, got an order. Got an order as per usual. Got an order. CCO Fusion Five promo code saved me five percent off that order at checkout. Mm-hmm. Very good. Don't remember what's in it. Don't remember, but <laughs> <laughs> I actually saved five percent off an order. Fastest shipping I think I've ever received on an order from anywhere. I ordered it on like. I guess this is kind of this is the sales pitch for the the, the sponsor. So of course I'm going to talk about how awesome it was. It was like three days. <laughs> yeah, three days. Yeah. yeah, I think three days is my all time world record. Yeah. Key, most important card in the order: Ammon Cat Invocation Chain Lightning. Whoa! Uh-huh. I thought you were going to say the key to getting three day shipping is is ordering in the morning. Yeah, that is also true. Yes, I, I ordered in the morning one time when I got up, and my I got a shipping notification that my order shipped like at ten a.m., like oh, an God. hour later. Wow! I got them before they were out the door, <laughs> and that was like on a. This is when I still picked up my my mail at the at the mailbox in the mall. Uh-huh. I ordered on. This is actually before the pandemic too, so like we were still playing EDH and M was on Friday. Uh-huh. I ordered on a Wednesday. Tuesday or Wednesday, and I went there on Friday, and my order was there. Nice. Pretty cool. Was there an Ammon Kid Invocation chain landing? No, I don't own one of those. Oh, you no, should. You no. could put it in your Tor brand deck and then target your stuffy doll over and over with it. Yeah, as long as you keep paying two, you can keep... Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> keep sevening people. Thanks, Brash Taunter. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, why aren't you... <laughs> Brash Taunter, stuffy doll, all of Brando's friends. You know what? If if You know how I got the little Xanathar stuffy at uh, Las Vegas? Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're ever going to make a brash taunter stuffy, or or more more probable is an actual stuffy doll stuffy. Why doesn't one of those exist? That's a good question, and I think that somebody from Watsi who listens to this show and takes all of our ideas, see Unfinity, uh, should jump on that. Yeah, well, man, wait, just mother ass, wait until we do our wrap up show at the end of the month and just wait until you see the double feature top five in five where it actually where we talk about oh yeah our, our 2022 look ahead yeah I, I posted three times on twitter to remind cco nation that we recorded our 2022 look ahead before the kamigawa yeah. furry neon dynasty katanas and machine guns on street bikes yeah preview show <laughs> We're the smartest Magic the Gathering content creating professionals, aren't we? We were so fucking bang on. Yeah. We got everything we wanted we, almost already. A- almost already. Ooh. We were so bang on. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. And and usually when we do a top five and five, you can watch them every second Friday. There's one that came out just a few days ago when you're from when you're watching this. Usually when we do a list, there's some back and forth. We come up with an idea for the top five, right? Mm-hmm. And then you make a list and I'll compare some of the things... I think should be on the list or vice versa. We mm-hmm. have some dialogue. We reorder some shit, lots of scribbles out and rewriting stuff in, right? Yep. And then we make the thing. Mm-hmm. But for for our top five for 2021, which is co- the next one, it's coming out. And then the double feature look ahead for 2022, it's probably going to come out like right on New Year's Day. Oh. FYI. Yeah. I, I agreed with, I think, everything that you said. Yeah. And yeah. we were just talking about like what order we want stuff in, right? Yeah. And fucking bang on. Yeah, we're really good. Oh, man. Yeah. It's like we've done it before. Yeah. Speaking we're... of doing it before. Oh. We've got we've got a deck. Yeah. We've got some some stuff, business, patrons to thank, stories to tell, all the things. Where do you want to start? Let's start with what deck we're doing so I can explain why I called it a part Chantress deck. Let's do it. That doesn't make sense. We're doing an Enchantress deck. Today. Okay. Yep. Sent in by good friend of the show, totally medium guy, 7 out of 10, at the very best of times, 
Uh, Lenny Woolley. Yeah. F you, Lenny, as we call him. Yeah, I, I like how I like how you had to go. Uh, like you were thinking of his name. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Yeah, d- d- tell yeah. us about the commandies, and then we'll talk about why we're doing the deck during the arc of awesome. No. Keep in mind. Yeah. This is CCO, and yes, these commanders do the things that you think they do. But give us a chance; we won't let you down. Yes. Tim to the Weaver is number one. Tim. Two it's two. It's my neighbor's name. Black white one. Not your neighbor, though. No. Human Cleric Lifelink. At the beginning of your post-combat main phase, you may draw. You may pay X life, where X is the number of opponents that were dealt combat damage this turn if you do draw X cards. So, attack with Timna, let's say. At the beginning of post-combat main phase, after you've attacked, pay one life. Draw a card. Draw a card because you hit me with Timna. Yeah. So, it's an extra card drawer. If two opponents are open, attack with another creature. Pay two life, draw two cards. Not too bad. I can see why this could be good. And then we have, as the partner, a Kodama of East Tree. I feel like everybody knows what that is. In case you don't at this point, it's a 6-6 six, six for 6, two of which are green, with reach. Whenever another permanent comes into play under your control, if it wasn't put on the battlefield with that ability, you can put another permanent from your hand that costs the same or less into play. The same or less. So I put a land onto the battlefield... Kodama triggers saying same or less permanent mm. onto the battlefield. So you get a mana crypt. Or another land. Both are good. Yes, both are equally well, no, they're not equally as good, but I you know put what I mean. a I put a five drop onto the battlefield and I just have a three drop in my hand. Why not? Put it onto the battlefield. Yeah, it sounds fine. Neat. It's not cast. You're not casting it for free. I think that's an important distinction to make. Mm-hmm. You're just putting it onto the battlefield. Yeah. But you know what? I'll take it. Yeah, it's fine. It's a, it's again totally medium, not even that good commander card. Yes, and you know what? We're gonna talk about the two partners when we get to strengths and weaknesses of the deck. I want to touch on why we're doing this deck during the arc of awesome. Tell them. So the same night that we went for tacos and we made Lenny wait outside our Airbnb for like an hour, <laughs> I told him it was gonna be fifteen minutes. I had a conversation with him and Aiden Miller, the the gentleman whose deck we featured last week. Right. And they told me about last week's Zer deck, and then I sat down and played with Lenny, who helped Aiden build that Zer deck, and he played this deck. Jesus. This is his Abzan Enchantress deck that used to be a Golos, a five-color Enchantress deck with an Abzan focus or skew. Abzantress. Abzantress. I like that very much. So he had this Golos deck. I altered the card. Maybe maybe if I can find the file, I'll get Joe to put it up on screen. I altered the deck, or altered the commander, and he loved it. It was great. And then Golos got banned. And hey. he was he was uh, not happy. Good night, sweet prince, etc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now Lenny says that he actually likes the deck better. And he likes the abs and he likes the color or the, the partner combination better than when it was with Golos. Though he does have to like circumvent a different kind of pregame misconception. Timna and Kadama, like, is this a CEDH deck <laughs> versus Golos Enchantress value? Like he's gotta dissuade his opponents from thinking either of those things pre-game now, right? But the reason that this deck is so awesome, not only because I talked about it, not only because he dink-stomped me with it, not only because we had a great time in Vegas, but this is the deck, Golos or Timna Kodama, whatever you prefer, this is the deck that solidified Lenny's friendship with a lot of people in CCO Nation. Yeah, so he he says Chris Von Doom helped him build this deck, and that, like, cemented their friendship. And remember, like, Chris lives in, like, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. And Lenny lives in California. Yeah. And those two dudes, I'm going to take credit for them meeting through CCO Nation. (laughs) They might have just met in the wild world of Magic Twitter. You mean we will take credit? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We will take credit. That sounded like Gollum and Smeagol. Oh, yes, my love. Yes, we. Yes. I meant we. That is correct. (laughs) But um, he said he got help from the nation, and this is a deck that he plays with the nation. And it's got those special, like... uh, 
alter sleeves, but just the borders from from men, mental misplay. Yeah, the 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 purple and green ones with the skulls and yeah. the slime looks really fucking sharp. Yeah, you showed me uh, when we were when he was in Vegas. We he showed it to me. It was really, Those are cool. super cool. It's very neat. When I saw that whole campaign happening with alter sleeves and all the content creators, thanks for the invite, by the way. I'm only a professional artist. Um, I saw the mental misplay ones, and and everybody knows that I love all of their branding and merchandising yes. slime and purples and greens and skulls i love all that so when i saw theirs it was instantly my favorite one mm-hmm. so super cool very cool super cool also oh. alan from mental misplay great guy oh yeah yep. you, ever I, get, you ever get a chance to like talk to the man or watch him on stream great guy i totally would have assumed he was a medium seven well, like yeah. everybody else <laughs> yeah but you know but we don't know him as good, so we actually have yeah. to pay him a real compliment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I could tell him to, to blow it out his ass, and he'd be like, fair. Yeah. Oh, wow. Blow it out your ass, Alan. Because yeah, totally sevens are like that. They're like, yeah, well, I guess I will. I guess I'm only a seven. What am I going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have enough clout to... Uh... <laughs> I don't have enough clout or self-confidence. <laughs> okay. I so that's what we're doing the deck. That's who we're doing. That's the deck. Yeah. Biznatch. I, I mentioned Zur a couple minutes ago. We have the winner from last week's Zur guessing game. Oh, yeah. They had to guess Zur. That's it. Yeah, based on the Nazi monster tribal hint you gave. Yes. How often do I remember what we talked about last week? Yeah. It's well, like the first time in 282 episodes. You know what you actually have to do? You have to tell me if this is somebody's real name. Oh, this is this is their YouTube name. So this is somebody who watched the CCO pre-show. They they went into the comments and guessed the commander. Their name got entered into win a booster pack. Mm -hmm. If your name is the letters E G egg, nope, just E G. That spells egg. That's not even egg. That's like egg. (laughs) Okay, egg. That probably is his real name. Could probably, be. Probably is. There's a space in between them, though, but no little dots to signify that they're just an initial. Spelling mistake. Ugg. <laughs> get at us. Commandercookout at gmail.com. Honor system. Get your pack. Very much so. Good job. Thanks. Good job. Good job. Okay. We have a couple more pieces of biznatch. Let's do it. Hit them with the business. Fairy, fairy giveaway. We're giving that away on the last show of the year. Which is not... Tomorrow, but the next week. Next, a week from today. Yes. Yeah. Because today is Tuesday. Yes. And next Tuesday. Yes, the last show of the year. So we can kick off some new giveaways in 2022. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to mean a new arc or not. It probably will. Yeah. The arc of 22. Maybe it's the 22nd arc we've done. We should, fuck, we might have to count. Oh, the shit. The arc of 22. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe we could be the arc of Forever 21 and we can come dressed up like with... Clothes from Forever 21. Do we have Forever 21 here? I don't think we do. No, we don't. We could just like, I don't know. I still have. We could just wear our wives' dresses. I still have clothes from when I was 21. I think I got this shirt when I was 21. It's from it's from 2011. You think that was when I was 21? I'd have to do the math. Yeah, that's something you would have to. That's something you'll have to look deep inside your own self to. That's really close though. It'd be getting there, yeah. It'd be really close. I might have been. Oh, man, because it was like October or November of 21, so I would have been, or of 11, so I would have been 22 by then. Oh. Fuck. Missed opportunity. Not good enough. God dang it. When was it from, though? I don't remember. I don't just, remember what month. It's just got the year on the sleeve. Like, yeah. Whatever. How do you even know? Yeah. How are you going to tell? Well, because it was a winter sport. Anyways. EG, big, big thanks. Fairy, fairy giveaway. Find the posts on social media. I'll be doing probably one or two more. Just share it on Twitter or, or, or share it or tag somebody on Facebook. Whatever the instructions are to get entered, you can win it for free and we'll send it to you. We'll, we'll, we'll get it to you. Those cards are real nice. I, on Thursday, I played against a guy that had the Glenelendra Archmage or whatever. Oh, yeah. Very nice. They're very nice cards. How's the coloring on them? Super nice. Very is, vibrant. Is good? Very easy to, like, they're easy to read from across the table. They're, they're actually really nice. I'm, yeah. And, and Glenelender's legit. I think I want to try it out in Animar. Oh, that card is very good. That card's a bastard. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> Counter your shit. Ah, oh, play it again. Counter your shit again. Yeah. Pretty good, eh? Yeah. On a creature that I can hit you with if I don't want to counter anything. Yeah. On a flying creature that you can beat face with. Very good. I regret trading mine in. Wow, well, maybe you can share the social media posts and win the secret layer. <laughs> no, I can't. I won't pick up. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> Maybe you can get one at uh, FusionGamingOnline.com. CCO Fusion 5 promo code. Say 5%. Pfft, all the right. shit I was going to buy anyway. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. W- f- 
final little bit of giveaway or, or gifty type stuff. This isn't a Christmas gift because it's happening in the new year, mm-hmm. but I want to mention at the start of the show now because we're, I don't want to, can't give anything away, but we do have a little bit of a gift coming out for our Patreon supporters, for their support, our thanks, all that jazz for the last year because it was a fucking year for a lot of people. Mm. And we'll talk about it more on, on the, on the, the wrap up show, I guess. Yeah, that's like, that's the one we were talking about earlier. Like, yeah, next, next week's week. show. Yeah. Next week's show. We'll wrap that up. We'll we'll give some more details about this giveaway, but if you want to get in on this, it's it's just a little bit of a thank you. Maybe it'll involve like a different coupon code or something. Who can say? It could mean anything. Get in, patreon.com slash CCO podcast. We're going to be sending those things out in the new year once we kind of kick that off. And now is your chance to get in on that and, and get the gift between now and the end of the year. Get in on the ground floor, as they say. Yes. It's way easier than trying to like swing it. <clears throat> Pardon me. Swing across the street on some kind of a high tensile line and smash through a window and catch up to everybody who's taken the stairs because they get it on the ground floor. Yes, yes. That yes. kind of reminds me of um, Men in Black 1 when Will Smith's running up the ramp. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of that show with The Rock where he only has one leg and he's going to jump off that crane into the building. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of Fast and the Furious, whatever the one is where they're in Dubai and they jump that car out of the window into the other window. Is The Rock in that one too? Most likely. Man, The Rock does everything, doesn't he? That's why he's the highest paid Hollywood actor. Man, we should have him on the show. That's what we should do. You know, I think I have a contact. <laughs> I'll, I'll get in touch with one of his agents. <laughs> okay, patrons. Post Malone who? Post Ma who? We have The Rock. That'd we have be the, cool. Oh, that would be sweet, That'd hey? be pretty good. That'd be pretty... Well, how, I mean, how hard could it be to schedule The Rock in? Can't be that tough. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> Everybody is doing it. <laughs> I don't have an extra, like, million dollars kicking around to, like, pay him. Guy gets, like, fucking a million dollars every Instagram post he he makes. Wow. Yeah. Like, Instagram pays him? Well, I I assume between Instagram and or ad revenue and or, like, sponsorship and endorsements. Not that Facebook couldn't afford to pay him that, but I just sit at home shit posting all day, really. Yeah. Little little cartoons of frogs. Brando, that's what you do already. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, to get a million bucks for it, I mean, it'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. All right. Fine. 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 You got me. You got me. Yeah. You got me on that one. We got some patrons to thank. Let's do it. The, uh, thank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. First patron. R2TG. Sounds like a Star Wars pseudonym. R2TG. R2T. What is a TG? Uh, I think if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Uh, no, that's a ZJ. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, uh, we said something about like... Could have something to do with like goosenecks. I don't know why it would have. That's uh, something that starts with a G. We were talking about. We were talking about gooseneck and like before. Don't Google it. But if you have to Google it, I mean geese oh, do have necks. They yes, do. I was talking about. Um, I was talking about like when you when you're when you're hunting and you clip a bird in the wing and it doesn't die. You got to like give it one of those. Like you got to you got to break its neck to, so it dies. Um, that's what he maybe does to his, his R2 D2, the R2 TG goosenecks himself. And then, and then we looked it up and then, <laughs> and then we found out what goosenecking really was. Yeah. Uh, R2 gooseneck. Sure. Yeah. Did yeah. we just admit to Googling something? Well, I mean, sometimes we have to do what other people don't have to. Oh yes. That is the story and we're sticking to it. That is correct. Yes. Okay. R2 yes. gooseneck. Thank you. And F you. Okay. Next, next up. Adam Street. Adam Street. Street Walker. Street Walker. Or um, give him the walk. Like, uh, like you know when people say you're going to kick him to the curb? Oh, we could kick him to the sidewalk slam? Adam Street Slam? Adam Street Side Slam. Oh, is that a wrestling move? No, it's sidewalk slam. But Street Side Slam sounds way more intense. Yeah. Uh, describe for the non-wrestlophiles... Okay. What a sidewalk slam is. A sidewalk slam is like, you know when you pick up something heavy like under your arm and you tote it into your house? Yes. That's a person, and then you kind of fall sideways and drop them on their back. Yeah. Sidewalk like slam. imagine carrying a pillow under your arm and then yeah. like going down on it. Yeah. That <laughs> didn't sound yeah, very good. Yeah, don't Google that at all. <laughs> but you, do what I said, not what Ryan said. <laughs> yes. It's pretty dope. So yeah, he's... But I, a street side slam is when you do that off the top rope. Oh, I was going to say... With a backflip. When you do it onto like onto the outside of the ropes, like onto the apron. 
Ooh, that'd be pretty good too. Well, like onto the what's is it called the apron, the corner yep. of the yeah. ring where yeah. the where the floor meets the vertical part? That's, that's exactly what that's called. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's a street side slam. It's a street side slam. That would fucking so, hurt worse because it's the hardest part of the ring. Yes, according to wrestling, it, it actually is true. That actually is the worst part of the ring to fall in because it's where all the supports are. So it actually is technically the maybe if you part fell of the right ring. on the turnbuckle post, that would be uh, worse because it's more. One, it's a post. It's more acute. <laughs> yes, it's an acute little angle. But the point is, Adam Street Side Slam. That's a good-ass nickname. It's a good one. I like that okay. one. Okay, next up. Dallas Blessing. There's got to be a Dallas joke in there. Uh, d- Dallas d- Blesses Debbie. No, Debbie Blesses Dallas. Debbie Blesses Dallas. Yes. And if he, if he leaves and comes back, he'll be he'll be d- uh, Debbie Blesses, Debbie blesses Dallas, Dallas too. too. Hyper blessing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need a Debbie, then we'll call her Hyper Deb. Oh, Hyper God. Deb sounds like she's got like the Karen haircut and like complains to the customer service. Really thick rimmed glasses. Oh yeah, is that a thing? Yeah. Like like hipster thick or like, like way thicker than that. <gasps> oh yeah. They exist. Like they look like novelty sunglasses, but people wear them unironically. <laughs> it happens, man. It's real. With no lenses in them. Well, then they'd be wearing them ironically. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, man. Yeah. I don't like doing things ironically. I don't really like doing I'm still searching for what irony is in my real life, but that is a side quest that we'll get into on another occasion. Oh, Do we have yeah. any more people to thank, or are we going to get into this deck? We got one more guy to thank, and he's a returner. Who needs no nickname? What? Kevin Motherass Creech. Oh, Kevin Creech. I like that guy. Yeah. And if you were watching on YouTube, you would have seen how Brando did that that sound effect. <laughs> yes, and you should be watching on YouTube because we work really hard on the videos. And by we, I mean Editor Joe. He's a also totally medium guy, just like everybody else that supports the show. Everybody's fine. Yeah. 7 out of 10, at best, just like the community. <laughs> like Way to go, Brando. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> Way to be positive. Right, we're great. Like Everybody should just come in because we're fine. Yeah. Right? You're never going to get less than a 7, no more than a 7. It's fine. This is it. Yeah. Should we flip over and look at some cards? Let's do a deck. All right, Ryan. Part Chantress deck, Abzantress deck, Lenny Woolly style. Where do we start? I want to start with the regular Enchantress cards to get them out of the way because everybody knows kind of what they are. If you're familiar with Enchantress, you'll know. Or if you want to get familiar with Enchantress, you'll find these cards first in Enchantress decks and or on EDHREC.com. Okay, so like the ramp cards. Oh, the ramp cards. Okay, so we've got a wild growth. That's an enchantment that goes on your land and gives you more mana, as is Utopia Sprawl, New Horizons, Fertile Ground. Yes. Then we've got a Voyaging Seder. That's a one, two for two that untaps a land. Yep. We have a Sol Ring. Yep. Smothering Tide. Smothering Titty. Sanctum Weaver. Add that. That is Budget Sarah Sanctum. Gives you a green mana when you tap it for each enchantment you control. And it is itself an enchantment. We are not the the MTG Finance podcast, but Sanctum Weaver might be worth picking up. Especially in foil. Yes. Not only is it a nice foil that I don't own, <laughs> <laughs> but it is a good card. I actually got a full art uh, full art foil one when we were down in Vegas for like $8. Nice. Yeah, so, so very good, very budget-friendly. Pick them up. We've got an exploration. Another regular ramp card, enchantment for green, get an extra land. And a dryad of the Elysian Grove. Extra land on each of your turn. Basic lands are all types. That's the naked green dude. All lands. All lands are all, all types. types. Very yes. good. So those are the, like I say, somewhat regular enchantress ramp cards. You don't have the the arcane signums and the mines or signets and the mind stones and like the Abzan shit. Signets, because we're doing enchantress things. Yeah, all but one of those is an enchantment. The next section I'd like to look at is how do we capitalize on that? Why do we run a fertile ground at a new horizons instead of like Kadama's Reach and rampant growth and stuff? And that is the card advantage section. Okay, now these ones we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go through these. We're gonna go we're through these, them. but we're gonna pay particular attention to the black ones because black in this Enchantress deck is quite atypical. Usually they're Selesnia or Bant. That's what color they are. This one is Absent. So instead of blue, it's got black. Okay. Let's start with Waste Knot. Waste Knot is our first one, and it's black. Whenever an opponent discards a creature card, we get a 2-2 black zombie. Whenever they discard a land card, we add black, black to our pool. Whenever an opponent discards a non-creature, non-land, we, 
Oh, draw a card. Oh, there it is. There's there's why it's here. And then the other black one is Demonic Tutor. D toots. Yeah. This is in card advantage, probably because it draws you like a different draw card spell, or it gets you like a big mana card, or it gets you the thing that you need. That's that's why. Yes. That's you're, why it's Demonic Tutor. You're trading a random card that you draw, Demonic Tutor, mm-hmm. for better card in your deck. And then we've got. The Enchantresses, which are Sithis, Harvest Hand, Cetessian Champion. I believe Seder Enchanter is another one. Enchantress is present. Eidolon of Blossoms. And Argothian Enchantress. Those are all some variation of three or four mana. Enchantment enters the battlefield-ish, and you draw a card. Yeah, enchantment comes into play. Play an enchantment spell. They draw you a card. Those are the other... Typicals, and those yeah. are all in green or green-white. Yeah, and some of them like get bigger as you play spells. Some of them gain you life as you play spells. They all do different stuff. Now, also, we've got a Calyx Destiny's Hand. This is kind of a regular enchantment deck guy as well. This is a Planeswalker Calyx? Sure. Is, is this his only card? Calyx's only card? I believe it is. This is his only card. Okay. Yeah. Good. This is a, f- a four loyalty guy for green, white, two, plus one. Look at the top four cards of your library and put an enchantment into your hand. Yeah. So it's like draw enchantment. And then the bottom, you bought on the rest. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's like Nar- or, uh, Narset, part of Reveals? Yeah. But for enchantments. Yes. So already that's probably okay. It's already pretty good. Okay. Minus three. It's a weird one. Exile target creature or enchantment. Until target enchantment you control leaves the battlefield. So it turns another enchantment into like an oblivion ring. Yeah, it does. Essentially. It does. Notable on that one, you need to target one of their things and one of your own things. So it's like if one of those targets gets like removed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, minus seven, return all enchantments from your graveyard to the battlefield. That is replenish, which is like a fucking $80 card. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. So uh-huh. on a three fifty dollar planeswalker. Sure. And then the last card in the card advantage section, I always forget it exists and I shouldn't because it's very cool. Geth's Grimoire. Oh. Artifact for four. Whenever an opponent discards a card, we may draw a card. Neat. And we're gonna see some discard. This is what makes a black inclusive enchantress deck cool, special, unique, interesting. Yeah, people are gonna love this. I'll bet you people love playing against this deck. Well, let's not get there quite yet because no. we're gonna we're gonna hype it up some more first. Uh, protection, 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 then recursion because they kind of go hand in hand, don't they? Agreed. Okay, Sterling Grove. This was the card that we were hinting at. Yes, it was. So if you guessed this from yesterday's pre-show, next week you'll be entered to win a pack. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Other enchantments you control have shroud, or you could pay one socket to enchantment on the top of your deck. Tutor. Do you remember what the original one looks like? Yes. What does it look like? Uh, Give him a brief description. Oh, man. It's from Invasion. Okay. It's got like uh, a... Th- like. It's got like a dude on it. It's got like a... It's a little bit abstract. It's like a little bit of an abstract forest. It. I just can't picture it right now. So maybe Joe will have it on the screen. And if you know... If you're holding one in your hand right now, you can look at it and think, God, you guys are terrible for not remembering this sweet art. It's got a guy with, like with Christmas trees or whatever on it. It's got it. It's got like it's it's something it's something invasiony. There's a character from Invasion. It's got Christmas trees on it. It's very topical for this time of year. Okay, okay. sweet. All right, next card in the section. I really like this one. Sphere of Safety. Sphere of Safety. It can't get attacked unless they pay one for each enchantment you control. This is like this is like ghostly prison on steroids. He's yeah. all souped up. Yes. Yeah, so you put soup cans under the hood of your car and it's souped up. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's how I always did it. Solitary confinement. Oh, man. I got to find room for this in my Enchantress deck. This is one of the cards in Legacy Enchantress that it actually makes Enchantress a deck in Legacy. This enchantment for white two enters the ba- or at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice solitary confinement unless you discard a card from your hand and skip your draw step. Jeez. I'm double listening. This has got to be good, right? <laughs> yes. Prevent all damage that would be dealt to you. Ooh. Ooh, that's actually really good mm-hmm. because we've got like 10 things that say, put an enchantment onto the battlefield, draw a card. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. And it prevents all damage to you so I could just like hurricane my opponents and not die. Yeah. I already have enchantments that let me do that though and that I don't have to skip my draw step. 
What else does the card do, Ryan? You can't be the target of spells or abilities. There you go. It also gives you Shroud, which is maybe why it's better than some of the stuff that I play. Um, Ruined Halo, Story Circle. Uh, what's the other one I play? It's uh, White, Pay 2 Life, Prevent All Damage from a Source of Your Choice. It was it was an Uncommon in Masks, and it was also in Visions. Oh, man. This is the reason you watch on YouTube, because Joe is so good at finding those cards. Yes, and we are not. Oh, man. I'll think of it. I'll think of it. Flickering Ward. Flickering Ward is enters the battlefield, choose a color. Enchanted creature gains protection from the chosen color, and you can return Flickering Ward to your hand by paying white. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's... that's what do you... Why? Why is that in there? Is it so important to protect... Maybe Kodama, right? Yeah, maybe. And there's, I think, there's a couple of cards, I think. There's one in the maybe board of this deck, and there's a card that just came out in Crimson Vow. What? That might actually go in here. Oh. I, th- I think. Okay, so well, we'll, we'll suggest those, those in, in the future. You know what? When I played against this deck, I didn't see that card, so I don't know what what it needs to go on. Maybe just an Enchantress, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you can protect an Enchantress. Just so you can keep drawing cards? Yeah, yeah, could be. Okay. Let's recur some stuff. Let's recur, and then let's remove. I like and dislike Starfield of Nyx. This turns all your enchantments into creatures mm-hmm. equal to their converted mana cost. So this is like $16 budget opalescence. Yeah. And at the beginning of your upkeep, you can return an enchantment from your, your bin to play. Oh. So it's it's very good. Yo, that's why it's in the recursion section. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but keep in mind, now your enchantments are dudes, and now black and red decks can kill them. That's why I'm... Not soft on this card, but like you got to watch out for that because you're opening up removal for your stuff to two colors that just couldn't touch you before. Yeah, you know what? You know what I've seen? Not Starfield of Nyx, but Opalescence. You know what I've seen before in Enchantress deck? It's like, oh, how am I going to win? Ha 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 ha. Opalescence, swing at you for 40. <laughs> right? It's yeah. Like, that's just, it's kind of like. Oops. In, in, yeah. uh, Enchantress Skater Hoof? <laughs> did, 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 I, did I merge those words together correctly? You did fine. Okay. You did just fine. Everybody then we knows. have, we talked about Replenish earlier. We are playing that as well as a Resurgent Belief, which is also Replenish. So when we say, re- two. yeah, when we say Replenish, it's return all enchantments in your graveyard to the battlefield. Yes. Very powerful magic. Yes. Very powerful magic, the gathering playing card. And then we've got an Eternal Witness. I think we all know that by now. Get her backer. Then we have Oromancer. That's a, that's an enchantment get her backer. Yes. Get her, get her chanter. Sure, got, got there. we'll get there. Talk some removal. Remove. Enchantment-based removal is always kind of neat. I like Skybind. Whenever Skybind or another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, exile target non-enchantment permanent. Return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. So it's it's removal temporary if you got to get an attack in, but it also blinks your own enchantments if they have ETB draw a card well, stapled to them. Well, you can't get enchantments because... Oh, yeah, that's right. But you can get... Some other stuff. Creature, get out of the way. Yeah. Or other blink stuff. Now, there's other things that may or may not come in and draw cards or do things. Who knows? Yep. Seal of Cleansing. Disenchant, but it's an enchantment. Destroy an artifact or enchantment. Pernicious Deed. Oh, yeah. X, sacrifice Pernicious Deed. Destroy all each artifact, creature, and enchantment with converted mana cost X or less. Mm. That's a sweeper. Everybody who's played against my Atraxa deck recently can blame Lenny for... Parallax Wave. Very good card. Yeah, Fading 5. So at the beginning of each upkeep, you remove a Fade Counter. When you cannot remove a Fading Counter any longer, you have to sacrifice it. Also, remove a Fade Counter, exile target creature. Okay. When Parallax Wave leaves the battlefield, each player returns all exiled creatures to the battlefield. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you can just proliferate that and continue to exile things. Yep, just one a turn. There's lots of little tricks with this. You can make this a creature with with um, Starfield of Nyx or Opalescence, and you can use its last counter to exile itself, and then because it leaves the battlefield, all creatures that left the battlefield with its ability come back, so it comes back with a fresh five fade encounters on it. <laughs> so you can exile all creatures on the battlefield all the time. Yeah. Because you just do five, four, get itself, comes back. Four, get itself, comes back. Well, you can't do everything because they all come back. Yeah. But you can take advantage of like ETBs and if you've got enchantment creatures now with your Satessan champion, draw a card when the enchantment enters the battlefield, you just fucking draw your whole deck. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Out of time. Uh, enters the battlefield and untap all creatures, then pl- phase them out? Yeah. 
with a time counter, then they come back in? This is a crazy card. This card's crazy. It it fades out all it phases out every creature and then it gets a a vanishing counter for each creature that removes. So if you phase out ten creatures, it gets ten counters, and in ten turns, they, they come, come back. back. Oh, okay. Important to note, unlike some other vanishing cards, whenever out of time leaves, all the creatures come back. A lot of these vanishing cards say when the if it left play with zero vanishing counters oh. on it, you get an effect. This one isn't that. So if you kill it, your guys will all come back. You could blink this some way and get all those guys back. Yes. Oh, neat. Oubliette. That essentially is O-Ring for black. It's out of time for one creature. Yeah, because it is actually phases out. So the creature that it phases out keeps all its enchantments and counters and stuff. And it doesn't kill tokens. But it gets rid of a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's what what it does. Elspeth conquers death. Oh, come on. Exile target permanent and opponent controls with cost three or greater. Okay, that's chapter one. This is a saga. Mm Mm-hmm. Non-creature spells your opponent's control cost two more to cast until end of turn. That's chapter two. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Chapter three, return target creature or planeswalker card from your G to the B. Put a plus one or a loyalty on it. That's also good. Pretty Get your Calyx back after you replenished with them. It's not bad for five. Yeah. Doomwake Giant. We all know this one. Oh, yeah. Enchantment enters the battlefield. See my previous combos. <laughs> <laughs> All creatures uh, your opponent's control get minus one. So they all just eat, eat a whole bag of... Then they all just eat shifts. Smashed up chicken parts. <laughs> D-Spark. It kills a thing that's big. Austere Command. Kills this thing that's small or big or artifact or enchantment. Aura of Silence. This card. Man. This is such a good card. Artifacts and enchantments your opponent's cost cast two less. Cast cost two less. Got there, right? Yes. Everybody knows. Yeah. You can sack it to destroy target artifact or enchantment. That would be disenchant something. This card is so, it's criminally underplayed, I think. Yeah. I think this card is criminally underplayed because people feel like, oh no, it it feels so mean. The last time, it feels like a stacks card, but taxing your opponents isn't the same as stacksing your opponents, even Mm -hmm. though they rhyme. Yeah. Those are different things. This is a, a form of control for artifacts and enchantments versus you can't play magic. Yeah. That's the difference. And this acts as a removal spell. And having been reprinted last in Commander 2015, I agree. I think that it is underplayed because it's only 350. Mm-hmm. Last card. Ass Trophy. Ass Trophy. I don't know what this card does. This is the showcase or the secret layer one. I don't remember. Assassin's Trophy kills a permanent and that permanence controller can then search their library for a basic land, put it into play, period. Sure. Yep. Okay. Very, very cool card. Our last two categories here, these are the categories that make this deck particularly unique because they have the highest density of black cards. Where, mm-hmm. do, where do you want to go? Damage dealing or discarding? Let's deal damage because that's going to tease how we're going to win. Ooh. And then we'll go to the the... I, oh, I almost said it. Oh. To the rest. Oh, and okay. that's going to really, okay. really set people off. And we're going to start at the top this time. Oh. Otherwise, we're going to give it away too fast. Of course, we're playing Ancestral Mask. Enchant creature gets plus two, plus two for each enchantment on the battlefield. Good. Including your opponent's stuff. All of them. And it's plus two. Yeah. So in this deck and in Commander at Large. 20. 20? 20. That's how big you get? 20. But you're not... I wouldn't disagree. It sounds like I'm saying something insane, but I'm not. It's like, put this on my tutu. Take 22. Yeah. Is how it works? Yeah. 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 Okay. It's pretty good. Just just making sure. Archon of Sun's Grace. Pegasus creatures you control have lifelink. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Flying and lifelink itself. It is an archon. Constellation, which means whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield under your control... Create a 2-2 white Pegasus creature token with flying. Cool. Neato. Butt cheek ascension. You know, this card, I'll just never know what this card does. Allow me. Sure. It's an enchantment for a black. At the beginning of your end step, if an opponent lost two or more life, it gets a quest counter. If it has three or more quest counters on it, whenever a card is put into an opponent's library graveyard from anywhere... They lose two life, you gain two life. Oh, I see what you're doing there. Yeah. From anywhere. From any fucking where. Like if we discarded it. That's right. 
or if you mm-hmm. milled it, or if a creature you control dies. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Spoiler: There's no mind crank in the deck, but if you're looking for just a really, really, really greasy infinite combo, mind crank butt cheek ascension is there for you. If you want to ca- be that person, I kind of want to play mind crank and Bruvac, but I don't ever deal damage. Well, yeah, other people are though. You're not wrong. So I mean, maybe it'd be maybe worth it. Anyways, demonic embrace. Enchant Creech gets plus three, plus one, and has flying, and is a demon in addition to its other types. You may cast Demonic Embrace from your graveyard by paying three life and discarding a card in addition to its other costs, which are black, black, one. Interesting. Sure, sure. It it buffs a dude, and you can continuously buff dudes. Recursion's always good. Yeah. Moving along to Grim Guardian. Grim Guardian. You know what? We, we should note that a lot of the creatures we're mentioning are actually enchantment creatures. Yes. Probably important. Yes. Considering they're going to trigger everything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very important. When it enters a battlefield, or another enchantment enters a battlefield, each opponent whoa, loses one life. Ooh. This is good. This is good because we can we can do that thing with... with, uh, with Starfield of Nyx and Parallax Tide and just kill our opponents. Yeah. yeah. With encha- we don't even need to do that because enchantment creatures. Oh, no, but never mind. Parallax Tide yeah. needs to be a creature. Yeah. I'm Anyways. right there with you. Yeah. Really good in this deck. Heliod, God of the Sun. Enchantment creature. Indestructible 5-6, but your devotion's got to be 5 to white. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't know if that always happens in this deck, though. Yeah. Does, does, because, yeah who, I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. The, yeah. The rest of it's what matters. Other creatures you control have Vidge. White, white, two, get a 2-1 cat cleric enchantment creature token onto the battlefield. Enchantment. Enchantment. So you're saying you just pay for get an enchantment? Pretty good. Just real quick. Pretty Instant key. speed, not too bad. Catilda Dawnheart Martyr. This is the next one I got to get me into, uh, into my enchantress deck. Star, star, where power and toughness is equal to the number of permanents you control that are spirits and or enchantments. It's a spirit, so it's a 1-1 one, one for... Three, don't care. Also, flying lifelink pro vampires. Don't care. <laughs> sure. It gets big equal to enchantments, which is what's important. Yes. The back side of it, because you can cast it for its disturb cost of five, and it gives enchant creature plus one plus one for each enchantment and spirit you control, flying lifelink and pro vampires. Yeah. That's that's a gooder. I like the card. I, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. But I'm getting a little soft on the bigliness equal to the nut because it's just kind of a it's just a big dumb idiot this one's got a bunch of evasion on it so cool but i don't like i find they just get killed right away or you draw them in an inopportune moment and they're fucking one ones yeah you know what i mean like maybe i just have bad luck with them and that's why i don't play them but like you you never you don't see spirit of the wild very often or beast of burden right like and the there's a green green one trample Number of creatures you control. Yep. You never see it. Yeah. And that's a pretty efficient creature in most creature decks, maybe, right? Maybe because this one, it it's a two-for-one on its card, right? Because you can get it back later after it dies. Sure. Is a thing. And you know what I like this card for? Let's say you're a new player. Ancestral Mask, we covered earlier in the deck. Mm-hmm. Not very expensive. Common for Mercadian Masks. It was reprinted in like... Modern Masters 1 or 2 or something. It's like 2 bucks, whatever, right? But if you're a younger player who doesn't order cards online or like Jen that we play with at EDH&M says, I don't really go online to get cards. I just like organically find them in nature and talk to people and and I want to make deck building like a a social thing. I like that. I like that. Maybe never heard of Ancestral Mask. Jen is good. I like Jen. Gets gets a Contilda and says, hey, fuck, really good. 10-10 for 3. Right? Yeah. And 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 same mana cost, converted mana cost. So it, it serves a purpose. And sure. you know what? In in CCO land, we like to say both. <laughs> but if you've never heard of Ancestral Mask, I think Catilda's fine. And a Catilda with an Ancestral Mask on it would be real good. That would be real big. You know what? Ancestral Mask and Catilda also represent the same life point swing. Where Ancestral Mask gives plus 20, plus 20. Catilda will be a 10-10, but got lifelink. Yeah. So you gain 10. So there is a 20-point life swing there. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's... It's like how much how much pepper do you want versus how much salt do you want, right? Season sure. to taste is, is I guess, the, the saying, right? 
Next two cards are going to bunch together. They're Liliana's Caress and Megrim. And Raider's Wake. And Raider's Wake. You, because it's whenever an opponent discards a card, they take two damage and or lose two life. Yes. They're all enchantments. They all cost two or th three or four. <laughs> yes. Uh, Caress and Wake are both lose life. Megrim is damage. I don't Someti think it matters. Sometimes that does matter for like, if you have something like, let's say, Solitary Confinement, where you prevent all damage dealt to you. Raider's Wake and Liliana's Caress will still hurt you. Oh, yeah. Okay, because you're well, losing life. I got, I got King of the Segway. Let's kick off our discard section by finishing Raider's Wake by saying, at the beginning of your end step, if you've attacked with a Creech this turn, target opponent discards a card. Wow. There we go. We're so, bridging the gap to the discard section, The baby. discard section. The reason that everybody is going to love, and I can attest to this because all but one of the cards in this section are in my Turgrid deck. Did you say you can detest to this? Attest. Oh, Attest. sure. And sure. I, I, about the detest that comes from, from playing most of these cards. I think they're fine. I think this kind of thing is fun. There are people who do not. Yes. And, okay, preface. CCO's top five and five of 2021. Watch it. Watch it when it comes out on, on New Year's Eve. Also, the top things of 2021 that Rachel and Dan did on Commander Sphere, also good. And they, they talk about Turgrid like at length. And um, while I agree with everything they say, that isn't how our list ended up. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. First card. Oh, this is a good one. I fucking love this card. I love this card. I, I love this card from Mono Black Control Odyssey Block. And I love the cycle that it was in. Yes, I, also good. This is so cool. Words of Waste. Words of Waste, your mother's huge ass. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. This is Black 2 Enchanty. Pay one. The next time you would draw a card this turn, each opponent discards a card from their hand instead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe, if you could put the other four on the screen too, I think that would be cool because these are neat cards. I don't think it played enough, and they're they're really cool. Words of wind, words of probably lava, words of wispy cloud, and words of beecher green. green. Yes, yeah. beecher green. Yeah, beecher green. Yeah, the next time you would draw a card this turn, each opponent discards a card. Can I pay ten into that and make them discard ten cards the next time I would draw a card? Can I, I do that? I don't remember. I remember looking this up once because I was like, ooh. But I don't think you can because I think it just replaces that one draw, I think. That is an instead, so that is a replacement effect. I think you can only have one replacement effect happen and then all the other ones would try to happen and it's already been replaced. Yes. So, But if you draw 10 cards because yes. I played an enchantment, I can pay 10 mana because... Sarah Sanctum. Yeah, you could pay up front. I'm going to pay five into Words of Waste, and the next five cards you draw will turn into discard instead. You have to draw five, though. Yes. So I could Sarah Sanctum for five, Sanctum Weaver for five, cast an enchantment, mm -hmm. cast an enchantment, cast, or cast an enchantment, draw five, you discard five. Mm -hmm. Man, each opponent. Yeah, it's good. It's each a, one. It's a good card. Okay. Thought Treader Lamia. Thought Treader Lamia. Black, black, four. Ooh. Almost your favorite mana cost. <laughs> it's close. Five, three, enchantment. When Thought Treader or another enchanty enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent discards a card. Ooh. 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 Oh, hey, 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 hey. Who's next? Turgrid God Tur of Fright. Turgrid God of Fright. Turgrid God of Fright. Whenever an opponent sacrifices a non-token permanent or discards a card, which is the angle that we're playing here. Permanent card. Permanent card. We get it. We get it. It's into ours the battlefield. Now. Oh, it's ours now! And the backside of Turgy G is untap Turgid's Lantern for four, and you can pay three, target player loses three life unless they sacrifice a non-land permanent or discard a card. Turgid got a fright, baby. I I like her. I do. I, I like her. You know what? I, I don't like this card. I don't like playing against this card. You know what it is? Mm-hmm. And and you know what I'm talking about. You, I do. You play Shields Down Turgrid. Yep. I've played against casual Turgrid decks many a time now. Sure. It's been out for a year. Uh, Call Time was the first set of 2021, so yep. we've had a year. It's not that. It's not CEDH. It's not Stacks Turgrid. But it still does the Turgrid thing, mm -hmm. which grinds the game to a halt. And if it's a good game, like if I enjoy the time I'm spending with the people is what I mean, yeah. then it's fine. Yeah. Because... You know, it's just a magic game. It's just one game. 
Yeah. Right? But a lot of the times it makes it not fun for other people because they don't think like I think in that I'm just going to sit here and enjoy these people's company and try to play magic. They expect that they should be playing magic when they sit down <laughs> to play magic. I think that's the difference. Fools. I've played magic enough to to not need to have to play magic when I'm sitting down. Yeah. I can just enjoy my friend's company. And we're just chilling. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm also comfortable enough playing with friends and strangers to say, you know, maybe don't play that because I don't think these people will enjoy it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, the, I bust the, my. The Turgid things. It's so interesting because it 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 generates so much conversation still. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, man. I bust my own every couple of weeks. Yep. And fifty percent of the time, everyone's like, "Yeah, sure, play it." Yeah. Mostly because at least one person in the pod has played against it, and they know it's like, well, they can te- they can attest to it. Yeah, we'll just. <laughs> We'll just get him. Guys, we'll just get him. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, okay. And then I try and win and I don't. And it's fine. Yep. And you know what? Like, really listen to the top five and five of 2021. Yeah. I, we could almost do an entire show. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're doing the, the year long recap show. I'm sure Turgid will come up. Yeah. We could do another show just on Turgid. Yeah. We could do another one just yeah. on culture and community and, and play styles and deck building decisions. And I guess let us know in the comments or on Discord if you want that. Yeah, if you want to hear we, that, we can do we it. We could turn that into a bonus show for, for January. Yeah. Say it's the new year. Fuck off, Turgrid. <laughs> <laughs> Etc. Yes. Next card in this deck, though, Painful Quandary. Oh, whenever an opponent casts a spell, they lose five life or they discard a card. Ooh. Their Quandary. Oppression. Whenever an opponent casts a spell. No, whenever a player... Casts a spell. Yeah. <laughs> that player discards a card. Yep. These are all enchantments too, by the way. <laughs> Necrogen Mists. I like this one. Little known hidden gem from... Ooh, it's 15 bucks. Yes, maybe lots. Pe- maybe people do know about this. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player discards a card from their hand. Oh, that probably spiked when Turgid hit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kaya Ghost Ass. Ghost Ass. Yeah, this is another interesting one that we can get because we're playing black. Mm-hmm. Five loyalty Kaya for four. You zero her. Exile Kaya ghost ass or up to one target creature. Return it to... Oh, man. I can't read this gold dang showcase one with its white text. You blink it or something else. It comes back at your end step and you lose two life. That's what her plus is. Oh, okay. So she resets herself. Oh, that's fine. That's good. Yeah. And if and if we don't want her to reset herself, then we can blink something else. Yeah, because she only has minus abilities. So you get to get her down to one loyalty or whatever, and then she blinks herself to reset herself. Oh yeah, that's cool. Or or we can blink an enchantment and like draw fifty eight cards. That too. And make our opponents discard and give them all minus one minus one. Yes. Okay, cool. Her minus one is each opponent loses two life and we gain two life. Sure. That's fine. At end of turn, right? Next upkeep is when you get her back. So you can't like get her back immediately, then minus her again. Yeah. Okay. And then her other minus two is each opponent discards a card and you draw a card. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There we go. There it is. Fell Spectre. Fell Spectre enters the battlefield. Target opponent discards a card. Whenever an opponent discards a card, that player loses two life. Oh, so it does double. Yeah, it do, it double double duty. Yeah, it, it specters them. We've done Spectre Tribal, haven't we? We sure have. And and uh, it also makes them lose two life. Were you in that game where I, we actually saw Swamp? Dark Ritual Hypnotic Spectre. Oh, man. Gee. Just like Garfield intended. <laughs> oh, man. All these years later, that's still a nightmare. That's still a nut, nut play, hey? It's, Turn two, oh. take two, flying so you can't chump it. Yeah. And discard a card. At random. Get wrecked. Oh, it still is so fucking good. Yeah, because you keep your starting hand based on a plan that you see, right? Yeah. Turn two, I'm going to play this. Turn three, play this. And the Hypnotic Spectre's just like, yeah. Nah. Eat my whole ass. <laughs> it's just, oh. Court of Ambition. Monarch. You get the Monarch. At the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent loses three life unless they discard a card. If you're the Monarch, instead, each opponent loses six life unless they discard two <laughs> cards. <laughs> wow. Okay. So good. Neat. Bottomless Pit. Each opponent's upkeep, that player discards a card at random. That Hypnotic Spectres them. Yep. And the last card is another one. I mean, I would say it's criminally underplayed, but that's probably because it's 50 bucks. Yeah, reserve list, and it's good. Anvil of Bogarden. Anvil of Bogle. Yeah. Okay. 
Anvil of Boga, I guess. Yeah. It's not buy one, get one. Correct. It's buy one, get ass. That's what this card <laughs> yes, is. Yes, it is. Each player skips their discard phase. I'm sure that's gotten errated, but we're going to move on. During each player's draw phase, I'm sure this has gotten errated too. That player draws an additional card and then chooses and discards a card. So you DSC, then you DSC. The good one and the bad one. Yes. I like Anvil of Bogart. That's a cool card. I yeah, like that that's one. a good ass card. I like that one. The the errata just just to be clear, just so people understand, players have no maximum hand size. Yes. Nobody does. So everybody can just walk around with a full grip mitt. <laughs> <laughs> just so everybody knows. <laughs> Is that the deck? That's the deck. That's the deck. Now I've played against this deck. I assume that you have too. I have. Did it go off for you like it did on me? Not even close. Oh no, not even a little bit. Actually, I the one time I can remember for sure playing at it, I didn't even realize there was black in the deck. Oh, which unfortunate for Lenny, but not for us. And the other time, I think it was when it was still Golos, and so it wasn't quite this yet. Oh yeah, I very much appreciate this because there is no. Oh, I'm gonna do this thing with blue. I'm gonna do this thing in red because it's good. This is pure, like, Enchantress control. And I love Enchantress decks because you could just have the pure green-white one, and it's just, like, green-white. Big creatures or enchantment pillow fort type thing. You can have the blue one and have some control, or the black one and have some different kinds of control. I guess we've moved over to strengths and weaknesses. Already. Unique, interesting, atypical, not just for Enchantress, but also for Abzan. Lenny says it's not Abzan plus one, plus one counters. It only has one plus one, plus one counter card in it. I'd cut that just for that. Now that I've said that out does loud. It? Which card is I it? I want to see that card just cut. We were talking about it earlier. New Horizons. Yes, it has dinosaurs on it. Yes, it's cool. But it's a plus one, plus one counter card. And I think to be true to the theme of not plus one, plus one counters in Abzan. Yep. Cut it. That is, that would, that would be cool. Yep. There's a few, there's two suggestions that I have for the deck later on. So we're and gonna... and there are other enchant land gives you more mana for sure. Yeah, and there's other untapped target lands as well. Also He's playing Seder Wayfinder. There's also the one from Ooh Judgment that if you have Threshold, you untap three lands. Yeah, Croson Restorer. Yeah. Oh, I think I got there. I think you did too. I think I got there. Joe might give me a CCO approved stamp or something. <laughs> he doesn't even need to find the card. <laughs> okay, strengths. Plays powerful cards, but in an arrangement that does not feel obnoxious. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like if it was if it was four or five tutors for all of your best enchantress cards and or Turgrid, and it's just yeah. like, I'm oh, going to okay. control the shit out of you and you're going to have no fun. Yeah. But when I played this deck, and I was playing just a Boros Fling deck, right? Brian Stoutarm. Yep. And we had a game. Like I did yeah. some stuff. He did some stuff. Some removal happened. Sweepers happened. It's yeah. a good game. Good game. Good game. Lots of removal, and it and it helps. Lots of removal, and I don't know. Like, is that a strength? Or does it just go without saying that like threat density and card quality and EDH is high, so you need lots of removal? Yeah, that's a that's a deck building thing. It's a well built deck, as you would expect from Lenny. Why I included it here though is a lot of the removals, just like a lot of the creatures are enchantments. They're on theme. And that's that's yeah, that's an enchantress thing. That's a that's a theme thing, but I think it it goes it it needs to get pointed out because that's how you can kind of immerse your whole deck in whatever you're trying to do, right? Is enchantment the green of card types? Cuz it just they just do everything. They draw cards, <laughs> they remove things, they're giant creatures, they're little creatures, they're efficient, they're bombs, they're everything. I suppose. Yeah. Enchantments are a good card type, yeah. and probably the least played of the card types besides Planeswalker, you think? I mean, creatures and artifacts are more... Yeah, I guess. ...front-facing, right? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Like, yeah. somebody tried to decimate the other day and, and couldn't because they didn't have an enchantment to get. And I purposely did not play mine, <laughs> just so they couldn't <laughs> get it. <laughs> I'm like, you have a dead card in your hand, and I know what it is. <laughs> You're going to keep it there. Thank you. Enchantment is the thing that I always find myself going for, and you just have to kill my own. Oh, I hate mm. that. But I'll do it. Well, Fuck this. I'll do it. You got any other strengths? Or should we move to weaknesses? Move to weaknesses. Okay, weaknesses. Higher budget if you don't own the cards. Like, if you want to play three or four copies of Replenish, it might cost you. If yes. you want two or three copies of Sarah's Sanctum, it might cost you. It's going to cost you some, some dollars. Yeah. 
I do want to stress right before we move out of out of weaknesses to the to the budget and suggestions. Budget to me at this point means how much I'm willing to spend on a deck. Oh, good job, Ryan. What a revelation, right? <laughs> what I mean is if I have, because I just took apart a Hogak, for example, sure. if I have a Bayou that I've owned since 2007, yeah. it, it doesn't make it a not budget deck if I put that Bayou in. Because right. I didn't spend $500 on it. Yeah. I just had it because I took a deck apart. Right. Right? And that, I wanted to stress that because Lenny actually said, I effed the budget on this, but most of these cards I've owned since high school. And Lenny's old. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, he's had these cards forever. Yeah, his name's Lenny. Yeah. That's not a young person name. No, it's like Brando. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I just wanted to say that being budget doesn't mean you have to not put expensive cards in, and it also doesn't mean you spent money on the deck. It also doesn't mean your deck is not spicy or bad or something you should apologize for if it's expensive. Yeah, it sounds like a whole nother episode of Commander Cookout Podcast in 2022, doesn't it? I've had lots of people say, man, that deck costs so much, it's too strong. <laughs> Have you have you actually looked at the deck list? Do do you think do you think an underground sea makes my deck so much better than a swamp? Do you think <laughs> does it? Is a foil goblin sharpshooter more powerful than a goblin sharpshooter? No. Wow. But if foil you, brashy T though. Oh no. <laughs> okay, Ryan, you're getting crazy. Oh. Okay, let's not be nuts. Let's not be nuts here in the nation. Foil Brash Taunter is much better than regular Brash Taunter. That's just facts. Yes, or one that I paint a middle finger on instead yes. of the pointy finger. Also, also facts. But before we move on, I want to make a couple of just things that I would put in this deck. Just sure. real fast. I think Do that it. they're cool, and having played them in a deck that I built recently, I think could possibly provide value to the deck. One's in the maybe board. It's Court of Grace. Yeah. Enchantment that makes you the monarch. You get a 1-1 one, one dude on your turn. Or a 4-4 four, four if you're the Monarch. It just gives you more ways to close out the game and ways to protect yourself. Sure. Cool. The other card I think is cool just came out in uh, Crimson Vow. It's Hollowed Haunting. White, white, two for an enchantment. As long as you have seven or more enchantments, which you will, all your bros get flying in Vig. All your bros get flying in Vigilance, and you have a six-drop commander. Like a six-six. Like, that's nothing to... It's, you can attack and block... And not have blockers in the way because it flies. Yes. Okay. And then it also has whenever you cast an enchantment spell, which you're gonna, you get a white cleric ghost with this creature's power and toughness, or each week the number of ghosts you control. By ghost, I mean spirit. Sure. So it just you, makes you, you dudes. You know what I was thinking of that first ability again, and I'm thinking, okay, I'll just attack with my bros that have flying now, and I'll Timna draw cards. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Or Kodama with an ancestral mask and kill somebody, and then <gasps> and then draw a card. Ah, I like right? it. Right. It's it's just a neat card i mean this deck's pretty well built but they're both cool and they're neat and quasi budget enchantress includes that we don't talk about enough because we don't have a chance yeah there we go and you cut some of the the the, the cards with triple digit price tags in this deck and yeah, uh sure. you know, get, get her down to a measly 700 dollars, and maybe you can fit one of those <laughs> there we go in. real quick spice calculator though so joe doesn't murder us EDHREC.com ranking number 15 among Abzan commanders is Timna and Kodama. It puts her down in the dregs with other partner pairings right below Prava of the Steel Legion and Ikra Shadiki right above Timna and Kamal. Oh, cool. Timna and Kamal. TNK versus TNK. Yeah. Okay. 283 decks like this, but not very many like this. When we look at the actual page for EDHREC.com, 48 different cards in Lenny's list than the stock page. Mostly the stock page looks like there's a bunch of CEDH staples. Lots of tutors, lots of low to the ground removal and card draw, lots of mm -hmm. interaction because it's Timna and Kadama. And people probably want a Timna to draw cards for value mm -hmm. and they probably want a combo with Kadama. Yeah, that that's that's it. We, okay. cracked, we cracked the code. We cracked the code. Well, two tutors in this deck, Demonic and um, the... The, the the enchantment that tutors for others. Sterling, Sterling Grove? Sterling Library, I was going to call it. <laughs> Two tutors. You punch it all into the spice calculator. 51.8. Hell yeah. We're going to call it 52. I'm not suggesting that you cut either of those tutors, but I'm sure a demonic tutor could come out if you wanted to power it down at all, and yeah. you would shoot that spice calculator up to 66. Neat. That's pretty good. There we go, yeah. Spicy deck, good deck. Yes, yeah, spicy deck. It only has one, one plus one plus one counter card in an Abzan deck. 
and it's got the nice altar sleeves borders and there's a bunch of altars from your boy me in there <laughs> which i appreciate to see when my when my friends like my work and lenny is a good friend of mine at this point i guess sort of kind yeah, of seven whatever yeah so big thanks for, for to, to Lenny for sending it in, and big thanks to everybody else out in the nation who's contributed not only decks but just to the awesomeness that is CCO Nation and the CCO experience when we go traveling, the CCO experience when you get onto our Discord channel. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so lots of fun to be had uh, every way, shape, or form, every different position, every kind of scissor or 69, whatever it is. <laughs> we we appreciate you is the point. Yeah, very much yes. so. Kind of sounds like a final thought of the day, but do you want to wrap it up yeah, and I've, get ready for our, our, our Christmas? Christmas Maudi, not Maudi Ho-Ho. Christmas. Grilly Ho-Ho. Grilly Ho-Ho. Deck. <laughs> I'm going to put in one more uh, final thought of the day thought on the deck because this is something that I'm getting tired of. The fetishized rule zero conversation where you got to write a dissertation. This is a deck where you have to write a dissertation and I think that that might scare a lot of people because if you're going to play it with strangers, you're going to have to explain to them that it's not a CEDH deck. And once you start playing all the Turgrid shit, you're going to have to explain to them that it's also not a Turgrid deck, even though it sort of is. So just be aware of those things before you put a deck like this together. If you're not comfortable having that conversation, you're, you're going to have to. Oh, yeah. I'll piggyback on you and say, while I agree, maybe reach out to Lenny on, on Twitter or something, at a Johnny's Gay Pride Mate, and... Learn from the master. He's very good at that whole thing that you just said. Yep. He's written about 85 PhDs on this deck <laughs> in the last year, and he can offer some advice, and I know that he's more than willing to contribute to making the community a better place. That is a thing. Very cool. Good plug for our man, Lenny. Totally medium. 7 out of 10. Just like our sponsors, FusionGamingOnline.com, source for all your gaming needs. Special promo code CCOFUSION5. Remember to get into our Discord before the end of the year for a special gift on behalf of us and them to thank you for being the best 7 out of 10 Magic community ever in history. We'll be back tomorrow with our very special Christmas bonus episode on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song!